Hi, I'm Judith Dreyer. Thank you for joining me for this podcast series, The Holistic Nature of Us. I invite you to journey with me into a better understanding of the concepts behind our holistic nature and how that ties us directly to the natural world around us. My intention is to be your guide for this half hour as we begin seeing our world with fresh eyes, gaining more understanding and learning how we can connect the dots in practical ways that we are nature and nature's in us. I feature a broad range of guests deeply concerned about the environmental issues of our time and more, authors and educators, practitioners and others whose passion for this earth and for all species helps us create sustainable bridges of understanding. These folks are innovators, action-oriented, creating solutions in a variety of ways that honor us and the planet's holistic nature. I am honored to share their stories, their projects, and their passion with all of you. And today, I'm delighted to introduce you to Dr. Gordon Pedersen. Dr. Gordon is a board-certified anti-aging and regenerative medicine physician, a naturopath, my doctor suggests institute medical director, and an original co-author of Chicken Soup for the Enriched Soul. He's a best-selling author many times over in the fields of health and wellness, and a well-known expert on women's issues, the immune system, gut and brain relationship, yeast and bacteria management, and silver's uses in health. Gordon is frequently called upon as the world's leading authority on silver as a health tool and has personally volunteered and funded efforts to bring silver's benefits into Africa's poorest communities with dramatic results on malaria. He works with several national and international governmental organizations on the topic of silver and hopes to be helpful for people around the world, raising the awareness of how silver provides new answers to age-old health questions. So, Dr. Pedersen, welcome. Uh, it's my pleasure to have you here on The Holistic Nature of Us. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad to be here. So, um, Gordon, I'm going to start by calling you Gordon, which is perfectly fine uh, for, between the two of us here. Could you tell us a little bit about your background? Well, I, I went to school and I pursued the pharmaceutical way of helping people get well. But then my brother got uh, Crohn's disease and they said, we've done everything we can do. He's going to die unless you can find an alternative. So I started pursuing alternative medicine. And that's how I ended up with a full pharmaceutical degree, a PhD in immunology, board certified in anti-aging medicine. Oh yeah, and I'm a naturopathic doctor. Why? Because it's important for my family to try to find every alternative possible. I realized at that point, Everybody doesn't get well from a prescription drug, and everybody doesn't get well from the traditional Western medicine. And we started in my family making it a cause to pursue the energy of wellness. And it's taken me uh, across continent after continent. I've been to Africa, even published a medical cure for malaria using natural, non-prescriptive products. And so... It's taken me a long time to get all of this education, but I believe the human body will heal itself if you give it the proper tools. And I also believe 
no one discipline in medicine has all the answers. So I have opened my mind and opened my heart to all options available. Uh, that, that's probably what I love about the holistic model is that we have many options and when we step the Western medical model has its gifts and talents, but so does complementary and alternative medicine has its gifts and its talents. And folks like you uh, seem to have the opportunity to marry many modalities together to serve. The, the ultimate serve, service is to turn on the intelligence in our own body to promote healing. Uh, that's how I see the holistic model. So you mentioned the word energy medicine. How about if we uh, step into that for a few minutes? Tell us about your perspective with energy medicine. Well, uh, I've been in a number of different disciplines of medicine at their conventions, and new ideas come up, and new disciplines bring up brand new products or brand new philosophies. And during this process, I was asked to give an opinion at a press co conference on bioelectronic medicine. Here it was on the cover of Scientific America, America's most commonly read science journal. Bioelectronic medicine is a new discipline and specialty in medicine. And I thought to myself, wow, we are really bridging the gap here if we're going to make medical specialists in bioelectronic medicine. And that opened my mind even further when I looked at brain scans and I can see the electricity on one side of the brain and none on the other, the magnetism that influences the nerves. And I started seeing wounds that healed in half the time with half the scarring using a frequency, an electromagnetic frequency. And I started realizing we're now starting to be able to measure and quantify this bioelectronic medicine so that we can make bigger and better breakthroughs. And it's all about being able to measure what's going on. You know, I see people with gifts and I mean healing gifts that really help other people, that take away their obstacles so they can heal, that can help them resonate at a good frequency. But a lot of them aren't able to measure that. Well, now in today's medicine, we're starting to. We're beginning to measure that, and it gives greater credence to all the energy medicine people, I think. Well, I agree with you. Uh, unfortunately, you know, we have to see to believe. That seems to be the model. And Western medicine is, seems to be particularly focused on that. When we step off the medical model and we go into other medical models, such as TCM or Ayurvedic medicine, they have knowledge that goes back three, 5,000 years. And what has worked has stood the test of time. Now we can actually measure the fact of meridians, which I think is absolutely fascinating that we can actually, with our electronic microscopes, actually begin to sense that there really is this meridian network within our biology that the ancient ones knew all along. So today you're talking about bioelectric. That's um, a similar, what's the right word? It's, a, it's another way of framing the meridian system that the ancient ones knew a long time ago. And now we're seeing uh, the, the technologies helping us to 
uh, quantify it, as you said before. Can you give us a couple of examples? Oh, hey, how about one today? <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Today, the FDA has approved a low-pulse electrical current to be used for ADHD. Now, for years, uh, people that uh, had ADHD in their life or in their children, they didn't have much options other than going down the the very difficult amphetamine route with Ritalin or with uh, Adderall or some of these other drugs. But now, as of today, we've got a pulse electrical system. You put a sticker on your forehead, put a second one on right here, and then the device is no bigger than your cell phone. You tune it to the frequency. It sends an electric current, impulses, to the brain, and the brain actually starts to modulate the pain and inflammation down the sides of the face in the trigeminal nerve, and they've got approval for epilepsy, for depression, and now ADHD. And that's one of the validated, quantifiable energy medicine tools that I'm seeing, and it was just happened coincidentally that it came out today. Other energy medicine that I'm fascinated with is uh, cranial sacral work. Oh my gosh, I have seen more babies that have more head trauma when they come out of that birth canal that have been sol solved and the solution is this touch. And you know the one I'm talking about when they can almost touch and move those tectonic plates or those fissures in the brain back to where they should be without touching but only with with that electromagnetic force that our body has and there may be more there than we can measure but it's a fantastic thing to see when energy workers do that or when a mother who's birthing and is in so much pain she just has the right touch the right pressure points the right chakras and she can handle the pain much better these are some of the things that I've seen that immediately gave credence to this energy medicine. It's fantastic. It, it really is, uh, the breakthroughs that people are having. And it's happening, you know, one person at a time. We have to be strong enough to say to our physicians and hospital workers that this person's coming in, they're going to help me. And then when the medical profession sees the results, I think that's what's going to exponentially sort of break the ground and get it into more mainstream practice. We're not quite there yet, you know, we still have some work to do. Uh, so continue on with, with other examples of energy medicine. Bioelectric is one of them. Craniosacral is another. Uh, do you have any other modalities that you like to investigate? Well, one of my favorite things is silver, and it resonates at 910 terahertz. And so we've been able to measure and quantify that frequency, and we've been able to put it in a structured form now that it's not just colloidal silver. It's not the ionic silver from the past. It's not going to turn you blue now. It's safe. It's beneficial. <laughs> it destroys bacteria, viruses, and yeast, and it does it with an energy frequency. And that signature is measurable, and so now... When we start using this in the body, I recognize all of nature. I recognize that silver is one mineral that is in every soil type. 
And I believe it's because when the rains fall, that the ground soils all have silver in it in little particles, and it disinfects our water. And that's why we have high mountain water that is more pure than any of the other waters is because it's being vortexed as it bounces down the creek. It's passing over silver and being disinfected. Well, now think about this for a minute. If we use that in our human body, we've got this frequency, tiny particles of safe, beneficial silver. It binds to the oxygen of the water molecule and goes all through our body, resonating at a frequency that can destroy bacteria, viruses, and yeast. And there's no, there's no drug that can do that. There's no man-made product that can do that. And then when you add to it, the structured silver that is the latest technology is also alkaline. You see, up until now, silver got a bad name because it was a highly acidic product. And the immune system rejected or caused inflammation with it. Well, now we've discovered a way to make silver in an alkaline form using structured water. And it's simply because we're mimicking the Earth's ground soils and the motion down the creek. And we're binding the silver now in bodies orally, topically, even putting it in the mist that comes out of your humidifier and inhaling it. Great, great, great benefits. And guess what? Harvard published a study just a little while ago that said when silver is taken with an antibiotic, it makes the antibiotic a thousand times more effective and reverses antibiotic resistance in the body. There's what all natural energy will do for you. That, that to me right there is amazing because to, first of all, enhance an antibiotic, well, its efficacy, plus not cause the damage that antibiotics are causing, um, to me is such a win-win situation for medicine. Uh, I'm surprised every physician isn't recommending it, you know, in today's day and age. But let's step back for a minute. You mentioned at the beginning about colloidal silver. I worked in the health food industry for a number of years, and colloidal silver, of course, was the thing to use in, in certain circumstances. But there was the problem of turning blue. And secondly, not all colloidal silver was created equally. So there was a buildup in our tissue of silver, which wasn't necessarily a good thing. Could you tell us a little bit about that and how your structured silver is different? Well, first of all, we had ionic silver, and they made photographic solutions out of it, and it was, a, it was toxic. It was highly acidic. Then they moved to colloidal silver, and that was basically sanding silver parts so tiny that the little particles of silver could just be dissolved into the water as you drank it, but it would fall out of solution. Right. And that's where the staining of the skin came in. So along comes a little bit better technology, and instead of using the highly acidic products, we now started using electromagnetic currents, and we started taking tiny particles of silver and depositing them in the oxygen part of the water and they worked better, and we called it, we, we went from ionic colloidal, then we moved up to silver hydrosols and silver soles, and now we're using pulse magnetic energy to deliver structured silver in an alkaline form 
that will actually function hundreds of times better than all the acidic natures of silver in the past. And I believe it's because an acidic form of silver makes the immune system reject it immediately as it comes into the body. The body would rather be alkaline. So now with an alkaline, structured silver, you've got new, unique technology using the latest of all this magnetic resonance out there to deliver frequencies the body knows how to use. Yeah, and that's still an area that we're not quite familiar with, is it? The the magnetic frequencies of how our body's going to use something. So this is very um, exciting development for silver because I know it has great healing properties. Here in the Northeast, we have a lot of ticks. And I know folks who, as soon as they have a tick bite and they remove the tick, they automatically put their silver on it. Uh, and that, uh, so far, they haven't had any problems with it. And I also know that if we can get the tick within 24 hours, we're usually pretty good. We don't, we're not, we don't have to worry about Lyme disease. So, on a practical level, if you go out and hike here in the Northeast, make sure you do a tick check. That's just practical knowledge and practical application. Uh, but silver certainly is a good thing to have in our medicine chest, our home medicine chest on that level. Um, but get, let's go back to the fact that you're um, a gut and immune expert. So if you're talking about something that destroys bacteria and yeast, um, does it have an affinity for the bad guys, so to speak, in our gut? It, it does, and it makes me look good because I'd love to say, I discovered this when in reality it naturally occurred. And what happens is silver can destroy in an alkaline form and in a structured form, the scientific articles are clear. Structured water penetrates biofilms, and alkaline silver neutralizes resistant bacteria. Those are the two major problems with getting the gut bacteria back under control. So let's talk about this very shortly. Mm -hmm. Gut means stomach and intestines, all of digestion. If you get too much of the bad bacteria in there, it's going to send off inflammation. And it's going to travel up a nerve called the vagus nerve to the brain. And the brain's going to get a constant signal that there is a problem. Houston, we have a problem. Imagine that siren going off all the time and those neurotransmitters being released. Well, they're chemicals. You're bathing the brain in serotonin and dopamine and all these other neurotransmitters ultimately developing anxiety and depression and mood disorders and all of these problems because of the gut bacteria that's harmful to you. Now, if we can destroy the gut bacteria and we can restore good, healthy probiotic bacteria, we turn off that siren. We reestablish good bacteria. And silver is my first step. And I tell people, take one ounce in the morning, one ounce at night, do it for five days. You've now cleaned out the biofilms. You've now cleaned out the resistant bacteria. Now let's bring in all that probiotics that are going to help you rebuild. And this is a terrific way of breaking through the resistant layer of bacteria that's causing a chronic problem in a lot of people. It is. Inflammation seems to be huge today in our society. I attribute some of that to the to the lack of quality in our food, number one. 
you know, and then you add in, you know, very busy lifestyles and eating on the run, number two, and then we, we wonder why we have, like you said, mood disorders, we have chronic diseases that are elevated, we see it in some areas, we see huge pockets of obesity, and again, inflammation seems to be at the root of that. Uh, tell, tell us a little bit about uh, the, the probiotics that are good. I, I think there's a lot of, again, misconceptions about probiotics. Everybody says if you take the one, you're okay. Uh, if you go to a hospital, you take another one so you don't get MRSA or DIF, that type of thing. And, and probiotics are, are more complicated than that, correct? Yes. If you go to the studies and you look up these these things that are bacterial in nature, and we see acidophilus, and we see bifidus, and then we see the genetic name or the genus of lactobacillus acidophilus. All those big words just confuse people. Know that there's hundreds of these probiotic bacteria, and one of them might work really, really good on strep, and one might work really good on staph, and one might work really great for Crohn's, so a lot of people are taking a combination of these, and they don't really know exactly what they're getting totally because we don't know all the answers. Mm -hmm. But if you go back to where they come from and what the medical studies say about them, you're going to find out that most medical studies refer to them as a fecal transplant. Yeah, yes, I said yeah. fecal, and no one wants to talk about a fecal transplant. You mean... <laughs> Take my feces and you're putting in new feces. Well, you know, uh, two thirds of your two thirds of your bowel movement is really bacteria. It's good or it's bad. Well, yes, that's what we're doing. Now let's look at where we get this acidophilus bifidus. All these probiotics, you can get them from worms because worms live in manure and they consume all the bacteria that comes out of the animal. And they take that and they put it in their digestive system. And we are not capable of separating the worm from its digestive bacteria. So they literally take worms and they put them in a capture cage and they grind them all up and you get ground up worms. Now you're going, oh my gosh, don't tell me this. Yeah, ground up worms, half of that is good bacteria. So you're getting the good bacteria from the worms. The other one is... They grow it from feces, from cows and from horses and from others. They'll isolate it and they'll grow it. And you know what? You're getting good bacteria from the feces of another animal. And this is why they call it a fecal transplant, because your gut has already been destroyed with an antibiotic, possibly. Then you've ruined it more by feeding it sugars or alcohols, and you've gotten out of balance. If you've got a civil war in your gut... You need to destroy the bad, and you can do that with silver and then replace it with good, and the acidophilus bifidus or probiotics that we're talking about, if you don't know which one to get, pick a good one that has maybe seven different, uh, different active cultures, but here's what's going on there. Many people buy one million or five million active cultures. That won't do. We're talking about 50 billion with a B, active cultures and that way if you don't know what you're doing at least you're getting a lot of what is going to help so that's kind of how people think and I, I I could probably go through and tell you exactly which uh, probiotic is best for weight loss 
and which one is best for C. diff and which is best for staph. The bottom line is, is that you've got to destroy the bad first, take away its sugar second, and then repopulate. And your body, well, your body will go a long way to making up the difference. And that's where fruits and vegetables come in, right? My understanding is if we can buy more organic or locally or homegrown vegetables, we get some dirt, you know? And it's the, <laughs> in the dirt is where there's good bacteria for us that we've forgotten about. Now, we do know that when we play in the dirt or garden in the dirt, there's something called geosmin that actually goes into our brain, affects the serotonin levels, and we, are, we feel better. So along this line, getting back to nature in some form is really very, very helpful, at the very least, to buy local produce, you know. Um. And see, it used to be easy. It's not easy anymore because so many fruits and so many vegetables, and especially our vegetables that come from foreign countries, they may have been grown in human manure or they may have been grown with different kinds of rusts or mold on them and worse than anything are our grains grains used to be the staple of living human beings and now how many people have all of these celiac diseases or inflammation in the intestine due to a food allergy from a grain well I'm a firm believer that we've been spraying too many antibiotics on our grains for too long. And when we eat the healthy foods, we're still getting antibiotics that are sprayed on them so that they will be a better harvest, so that they won't get mold or rust on them. And all of these foods for the last 30 years have been sprayed with an antibiotic that's going into our system. And even when we try to do our very best, we've got to be better now because that antibiotic is showing up in every animal's food, in every animal's meat, in every byproduct that is a vegetable, a fruit, or any kind of natural product. Unless you grow it yourself, you really don't know if it's been sprayed with a pesticide or it's been exposed to too many antibiotics at harvest. Or, you know, a, a natural thing for a lot of them to do is to irradiate these fruits and vegetables. They literally expose them to x-rays that are carrying radiation with them when you eat them. And so what's happening now is we need to get a little bit better at helping our body be stronger than our environment. Yeah, but they work hand in hand, don't they? If we yeah. take care of the environment, we're automatically getting better quality food. We're not getting the antibiotics. We're not getting the pesticides. And that's the dot I am trying to connect with this podcast series is to have people be aware of the fact that what we do to nature, how we farm, how we promote agriculture directly affects us. And we wonder why we're not feeling that good. And that's because of how we've been taking care of our land and our soil and our water. Uh, so th thank you for that reminder. I appreciate it. Uh, Gordon, before we go, um, two things. I'd love to know the ending of the story with your family member. And number two, if you could give us three tips to take home today. Yeah, my family is is, mo is the motivating force of everything that I've done from when I was very young. My brother got Crohn's disease when he was 17. Mm -hmm. 
He's now 60. He's survived six surgeries. He's survived all the drugs in the world you can imagine. And his number one tool has been probiotics. Uh, I see family member after family member that has those genetic predispositions and we use silver and we use probiotics so those are those are my tools and my family is alive but they've been through some really close calls and they're wake-up calls wake-up calls to get back on track and so with that that's important and if, if I might be so bold as to give three bullet points of uh, what are important to people um, I think, number one, you need to realize that your body will heal itself if you give it the proper tools, and it's your responsibility to choose to do that. And once you do, then the steps of that responsibility are going to be based on your learning. And so the second big step is that no matter what, I employ, whenever I counsel with, with a number of people, um, they want to come to me and they want to get well when nothing else has worked. I've written a book, and it's called The Essence of Wellness. E-S-S-E-N-C-E -E became a mnemonic, an acronym, where every letter in the word essence is a, pro is a tool, is a protocol to follow for overall wellness. And you are the doctor of that essence of wellness. I love the word essence because it means the most important part of something. So my book is The Essence of Wellness. E stands for eat correctly, S sleep correctly, S supplement where you're deficient, E exercise regularly, N neutralize poisons in your environment, C clean air and water, E eliminate stress. When you put all of those together, when you evaluate each one of those, you're going to know where to start on the essence of wellness. That uh, uh, I have questionnaires, people self-diagnose. I know you're not supposed to say that. But uh, my company is called MyDoctorSuggests.com, and it's for you to become the doctor. You are the one who's going to suggest your protocols. You're the one who takes accountability and responsibility, moves towards the essence of wellness, and you become the most important thing there. And the other thing is to realize that you know what? Miracles happen every day, and it's nice to be a part of them. Yes, it sure is. That's great. I love the title of your book, and I like the uh, message that you have in there. I feel we've we've kind of have medical, um, our medical model is kind of backwards, you know. The uh, no offense to doctors, but the doctors aren't the one that have all the answers. I think we should be the center of our medical program, and the practitioners should be our support, our supportive practitioners. Uh, not the other way around, not for us to do what we're told, but for us to be accountable and responsible for what our body's telling us. And if we're good stewards of that, then I think we enhance the medical profession because then they know how to help us uh, in the long run and, and, again, excite that intelligence that's naturally present within us. These, these are wonderful. Uh, uh, Gordon, I'm just grateful that you were here today, and I'm honored to pass along your message. Could you leave us with your contact information, please? Yes, I'm Dr. Gordon Pedersen, and I have a website called MyDoctorSuggests.com, and there's a number of different books on there. I've ha I have, I think, five bestsellers, 
And uh, if you come visit the website, if you don't mind a free digital book, there's places and ways you can just have some of my best-selling books just uh, transferred from computer to computer digitally if you'd like. I just really want people to recognize that when one person gets well, it's we're well on our way to getting this world well again. I agree with you. Um, well, I can only thank you. I want to thank you for your very inspiring message and all your tips and your practical advice. Uh, this is Judith Dreyer. I am the author of At the Gardens Gate Book and Blog. Uh, please support uh, the podcasts and share them. We're here to help each other out. And remember that now is the time for practical action and profound inner change. So enjoy your day.